Happy holidays, everyone. Welcome to the Bacon and Eggnog Christmas Special. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. Or Ethan Sledhills. Sledhills. I'm Tyler Karen. Oh, uh, got Noels. Get it? Noel? Ah. <laughs> anyway, uh, and this week we decided to listen to you. Why did you say, oh, because it's still got Noels. And Noels. <laughs> we took a poll of some of your favorite Christmas movies. And then we picked a couple to go ahead and review. I think we actually picked two that the same person suggested. Uh, they were suggested by multiple people, though. Both of them were. Uh, correct. They were. Anyway, anyway, we, we, we pulled some of your favorite Christmas movies. Uh, we picked a couple to go ahead and review. And we're so happy you guys decided to join us for this. Uh, if this is your first time listening to us, welcome to Bacon and Eggs. Uh, you don't have to listen to anything else, but if you'd like to, you can go ahead and li- take a listen to all our previous episodes. We've been covering the Marvel Cinematic Universe up to this date. But if you want to just dive in, you can. This episode will stand by itself as Christmas movies. Yeah, so grab your eggnog and hot cocoa. And bundle up by your fire. Because this week we are viewing The Polar Express and Elf. Two truly classic Christmas favorites. Without further ado, Tyler, what do you think of these movies? I liked one of them a lot. I liked one of them a lot more than I liked the other one. And I, listen, I have always liked the other one. I, so, I did, I have not seen it in a long time. It turns out neither have I. So which <laughs> which one are we doing first, for starters? I think we're going to start with the Polar Express. Start with the Polar Express. Okay. Correct. Polar Express so, was released on November 10th, 2004. That This is, uh, up until this moment, the oldest movie we've ever reviewed. Yep. So it was, uh, it was what, 12, 13 4, years? 000, 13 years. Yeah, 4,780 days. Yep. 4,780 days. It had a budget of $160 million. I want to put that... Iron Man? That no, that is twenty million more than Iron Man. Golly! It is at this time the highest animated movie budget ever. Really? Ever? At, at, well, huh. at, up to the recording of this. Up okay, because I was the, like, no, sorry, I've up seen... to the filming of um of of the Polar Express it was the most. Because I've seen budget. Coco. I you know I feel like Pixar manages to get it done on less of a budget. I don't know, man. Pixar anyway, Pixar movie... doesn't waste a lot of money on actors. This movie actually made more than I would expect, especially compared to the movie that we're also reviewing. It made $309 million, uh, but it was not received very well. Yeah, I'll tell you why it made $309 million. First of all, it's an incredibly successful book that everyone loved. And second of all, Tom Hanks. I uh, know, Tom Hanks, man. It's, it's and Tom Zemeckis. Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hanks in a Robert Zemeckis movie, the guy who made Forrest Gump. Oh, I know. How could you mess it up? Yeah, you can't. Well, apparently, apparently, you can't. You can't. You can mess it up. Uh, it didn't totally pan with critics, though. It got a 55 which sounds bad it sounds like a failing grade but at the end of the day what that really means is ha- over half of critics who saw it did like it right but this is robert no, robert tomatoes <laughs> this is this is rotten tomatoes this is like basically they're 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 basing on like whether or not they would go see it right and 45 percent of critics were like nah no, if i could get this one back i would yeah but but the audience a little bit better still a failing grade 63 percent audience liked it uh and, and it got a 55 on metacritic which is shocking i mean that's pretty bad it's terrible but it matches the critic score on rotten tomatoes that's never been a thing before yeah this will be i believe the worst reviewed movie we've ever done at this point might be i believe so might i be. believe the incredible hulk got a higher rotten tomato score i believe anyway i you know i'm gonna try my best here for this movie not to just be a grinch about it but like this movie is just not great well then i've got some exciting news for you we okay. actually have some listener questions okay uh, about this movie yeah hit me with it uh so where are my listener questions let me let me just preface this movie while ty's looking up his listener questions i tried really hard to like this movie anybody who knows me knows i love trains oh. i love trains i grew I up i wouldn't say anybody who knows you knows that but anybody who's ever seen your license plate knows that. everybody's seen my license plate i guess this is something i kept kind of a secret because it's like a nerdy passion of mine uh so i wouldn't say anybody who knows me knows this but like a, a, a few people at this point know i love trains 
trains, man. I grew up in a household surrounded by uh, Lionel model trains. Yeah. Like my my dad has most of his like. Li- now hold on. Was that Line L or Lionel? Like Lionel Richie. It's 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 spelled like Lionel, like like Lionel Richie, but it's pronounced Lionel. Okay. So L I O N E L. Okay. They are one of like two ever makers of like model trains, like that ran on like a track. They were they were they were O gauge model trains. It was a certain size. Um, Golly, you you know a lot about these trains. I do. Okay. Well, that's what I was about to say. Is like my dad has most of his like liquid asset in Lionel trains. Like we've got Crazy. we've got trains that have never come out of the box, never been run ever. Weird. We have that with Hot Wheels. Yeah, and we, I mean, we have some that have have been have had the crap beat out of them because, like, um, you know, my my dad has his my dad still has his first model train set he got when he was three years old in 1955. It's like made in 1955, right. so it's got some wear on it. But at the same time, we so I know I know a lot about Lionel model trains. Uh, I I know a lot about trains. I love trains. So this movie like should have hit all those buttons for me, but it just didn't. Yeah, it didn't. Like for example, that in the in the beginning, the, that kid has that scene, the weird kid with the glasses, right? Where he's like, you know what kind Ooh. of train this is? This is a this is a Baldwin two eight four, and it's a Berkshire class. It was made for uh, the the Paramarquette Railroad or whatever. You have an incredibly good nerdy kid voice. Kid's not named in the movie, by the way, in case you're curious. He's know it all in the credits. Yeah. he's know it all. Anyway, I uh, for to give you a reference, I already knew going into this before the movie even like well not before the movie started, but as soon as I saw the train, I was like, oh yeah, it's a two eight four Berkshire class. Really, you knew that? I knew that off the top of my head because the first model train set I ever got was a two eight four Berkshire class. Interesting. Yeah. So I like I know what those look like off the top of my head. Interesting. Yeah. No. So that was wild. I also saw another train movie the next day after I watched this. I went to see Murder in the Orient Express. Much mm-hmm. better movie than this. But, really? But the train, the train runs way less. You know, there's a lot of good movies that have trains in them. Have yeah. you seen uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone? I have. Uh, lots of Harry Potter movies. I wouldn't say all of them. Lots of them have the train in it. Yeah. It's not in the, the last one, I don't think. Yeah, it is. Never mind. It is. It is in the last one. Anyway. Whatever. Uh, Sorry. I'll I, talk I got about our... it for a second. I got our listener questions here. Go for it. Uh, so, so Natasha Wepler, our uh, Canadian ambassador, Canadian ambassador, yep, the one and only. She wants to know what the main character of the Polar Express's name is. So, is it, he's believed to be named after the author, correct, Chris Van Allsburg? Yeah. So his name is Chris because we are led to believe that because it takes place in Grand Rapids, where Chris Van Allsburg grew up, right, and because it has the store where it says he fell in love with Christmas in it, right. I can't remember the name of it. Right. Uh, that it is a retelling of an experience. Experience he had right so he got this idea from an actual train though did he yeah um there it was on the the campus of the school he went to i believe he went to michigan state it's on the campus of michigan state or it was um he was the, well chris in the movie is a, is a michigan fan okay so michigan he state, went to michigan. michigan but like it's at michigan state i don't know they they the the trivia i read behind it made it sound like that connection was way more obvious than it is i think is what it was they're like chris ben Allsburg went to michigan so obviously he's a michigan state fan and like he knew about the train i guess he saw the train one time and it was the pear marquette railroad Number 1225. Ah, for Christmas. Yeah. So it it was a random number assigned to this train. It was just sitting outside an engineering building at Michigan State. Interesting. And he was just like, man, Christmas train. What a great idea. What a great idea indeed. He was like, Jumanji was such a hot seller. What's up? Let's write another book. Was Jumanji the book a hot seller? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it was. I didn't know that. And they made it into a movie with Robin Wilson. Robin Wilson? Yeah. You sure? Robin Williams. There you go. Robin Williams. I was so convinced on Wilson. (laughs) I know you were. You were were ready to go. (laughs) 
You were ready to go. Now, Ethan, I want to ask you about this movie. What characters were named without looking at the IMDb? Uh, do you know the names of the two characters that had names in this movie? It was Billy. Billy. Was the the weird kid. Yep, he's the lonely boy. And then, I guess, Santa? Santa Claus yeah. is the other named character. Yeah. Yep. Billy and Santa Claus. Yep. And nobody else has a name. The main character is referred to as Hero Boy in the credits. Yep, which I thought was weird. I don't feel like he's a hero. Oh, well, he's just, he's the hero. Correct. He's the protagonist. The, yeah, the, 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 the story is about him. Uh, yeah, exactly. But yeah, so shining moment early on um, in this movie is we gotta we gotta give praise here because I mean I'm a I'm a big fan of the music. Uh, Alan Silvestri's score for this movie. Alan Silvestri's score for this movie phenomenal. Is this actually leads me into our next customer our next customer our next listener customer question. question. Next listener question comes from my cousin Rachel Long, who says, "Why everyone thinks The Polar Express is a good movie, even though it's hella boring? Uh, the reason is because of Alan Silvestri's score. Yeah, because the music sticks with you afterwards. Yeah. that's why people like it. Yeah, it really does. We used to play. I guess it was every other year in in band in high school. It's it, one of the groups would play this this sweet for this sweet which i have a question i have a listener question from myself listening to this right now based on that song you were just singing how do the kids know the song because when he first gets on when he first gets on the train they're just sitting there going so at first you think you get the impression that these kids have been on this before right that's what i'm that's what we're being led to believe i guess Right, that this is Chris's first trip, but all of these kids have been doing this. Yeah, for a they're while. they're like, oh, we get to go see Santa every single year, but like none of them, they're all super then, surprised. Right, but then as the story progressive progresses, it becomes evident that this is every, but like this is a once in a lifetime. Right, you get to go once going. the year so, you so, stop believing. So Michigan is pretty far north. Like, let's assume they start in Chile. Right, right. Is that the southern tip? I guess I don't know. And just go north. Well, I mean, no, Michigan. Nobody gets picked up in Canada. Starters. That's kind of weird. Sorry, you don't Tash. know that. Yeah, we do. Is Billy not picked up in Canada? No, he's picked up a Grand Rapids. They live together. Oh, yeah, he picked them in Grand Rapids. You're yeah. right. But anyway, I mean, nobody picked up in Canada because Canadians just believe. Yeah. If you just believe. Another a... another issue I have with, a, and this is with a lot of Christmas movies that take this same vein, like the Santa-related Christmas movies. Why wouldn't you believe Why wouldn't Santa's you believe? Real? Because your parents obviously 100% know that Santa's real. They wake up in the morning and they're like, where in the hell? did these presents come from well they're like oh santa came yay love it when santa comes and brings presents right they're like i bought some of these but santa brought a lot but of like, these th- so the parents 100 percent know santa is real i was actually gonna that was one of the questions i was gonna bring up when we talked about elf is like how on earth is there a christmas spirit problem right i, well, I had the same <laughs> question elf i had the same question in like the santa claus like right any movie that involves santa any christmas movie that involves santa claus how do the parents not know? Are they right. just that oblivious? Are we? I, they're pulling the wool over our eyes, hardcore. Well, I think one. at the end of the day, what it comes down to is it would be a really important dumb movie if it was just like, oh, your mom says believe in Santa Claus, so you do. Well, I know. I think what it comes down to is that at the end of the day, Santa doesn't exist. But what matters about Christmas is believing in Santa. Oh yeah, is is buying into that this is a supernatural day, like that something bigger than just my parents went out and put presents in paper and gave them to me right. is happening right here. no so i mean i i firmly i want to answer rachel's question here why do people hype up the polar express so much when it's not that good of a movie and i'll tell you it why feels good i'll tell you why we don't think it's that good of a movie because the bell has stopped ringing for us Ooh, ooh, i like that like at the end he gets the bell and it stops ringing for everybody even his sister except him so yep. like when you're a kid man this is magic 
There is a I legitimately believed in magic sleigh bells that only kids could hear because they believed in Santa Claus. I thought my parents were dumb because they stopped believing. Like this book had me sold on that idea. I've never read this book. I've read this book like a hundred times. Is it like the Velveteen Rabbit or is it not that serious? Uh, and not really that serious. It's it's a picture book. I mean, it's like, but it's like a, like a really good picture book. Same with Jumanji. I didn't even know that Jumanji was a book. Yeah, so there, Jumanji, Chris Aaron Ellsberg wrote Jumanji's The Thorough and The Polar Express. I knew, I knew that. I read, I, I knew that yep. going into this conversation. So, but that is, yeah, that is interesting. So you're saying the reason that we don't like this movie is because the bell stopped ringing. Yeah, because you watch it. Yeah. And listen, this movie's got a lot going for it. Okay. Right. The animation for the time for 2003 or 2004, it looks okay. Good. So this this animation was, was I think the first and only time this has really been used, and that the movie was fully acted out in motion capture suits. Right. And then it was skinned over with animation. Correct. And as a kid, I was like, man, this is this is cool. They look really realistic. And as an adult in 2017 who has seen Avatar, right, it, it falls these, behind. This animation in this movie is terrifying. It is these it kids, is. especially the girl referred to as Hero Girl, who's like the main girl accomplice. She is terrifying. She looks like a nightmare. She can sing like nobody's belief. Though, oh yeah, I'll tell you that for much. sure, for sure. Oh, that song, man. When Billy starts singing about how he never gets Christmas because he's poor. Dude, they did not address that enough in this movie that, like, I get that they're just hinting at it and they don't want to, like, pull the wool over your eyes or whatever about how, like, there are kids that don't get to experience Christmas like you do. But, like, like, this is a sad story about this kid, Billy, who, like, doesn't get Christmas gifts because his family can't afford them. They can't even afford a tree. Like, right. No, they love it. It's it's, it's because he's poor. It's because he's poor. Because at the end, he gets a tree. Okay. He goes and home. Then, he goes home before he even looks at his presence. He sees a tree in the window for what I am, hmm. what I imagine to be the first time in his life. Huh. Because w- well, when he when they drive up, his house is completely dark, barren. Like I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm guessing. I don't think I don't think they're gonna be like, oh, Billy's kids don't get or Billy's parents don't get him presents because they beat him. I think it's just because he's poor. And it's supposed to like okay. kind of get you one over. Like, hey, there are kids who don't get Christmas. Well, here's. Okay, so Billy has got some deep themes involved with him. And then we've also got this incredibly well shot movie. Like the way they did the camera angles, I thought was really interesting. There's a lot of reflective shots where you're looking like he had like a hubcap. On yeah, the corner and then you room. can see the train in the hubcap. Yeah, which uh, I thought stuff like that hubcap? was really, really cool. Why did you have a hubcap in his bedroom? Whatever. Is that what that was? I don't know if that was like a... It's a hubcap. Old, it is a hubcap. Yeah, okay, I hubcap. thought so. Uh, but there's, there's a lot of really cool shots. I will say what I think is being pulled over our eyes in this movie is that you watch it and you feel like there's a really deep theme to it. Like if you sat down with your English teacher, they would be able to explain it to you the way they explain, you know, the great Gatsby. Yeah. And that like, yeah, you're reading this book about Jay, who is this aristocrat, but he's new money in an old money world. But really it's all a metaphor for whatever it is. I can't even remember, but you know what I'm talking about. Right. Where they like, they're like, this is all a symbol for this. And once you realize that it all comes together. Right. And I feel like that's happening in this movie, but I don't know what it's all well, a symbol for. Well, I mean, the for. theme, the theme to me is like, there's there's two kinds of things going on is is it like first of all they're trying to convince you that you should be grateful for whatever you have right because obviously like billy doesn't get a lot of presents because he's his family's poor like he's grateful for the the single present he ever gets it's it's what he's always wanted his entire life we never get to see what it is oh i think that's interesting i think it's a present yeah and that's what i'm saying is like it's just a present it's like because you you look at it and and he shakes the box and it's like oh my god i think i know what it is it's the thing i've wanted my entire life and you're and you you realize that like all he's ever wanted was to be given a christmas present right and you have the opposite wanted was to be noticed the opposite end you have the kid that's like the the, that is is trying to get his presents early and he 
he's he's like, oh, all I found was uh was this weird you know underwear and everything. Well, I think he finds that because he opens it before Christmas, right? Well, I, not even that. It's just like, yeah, you're gonna get clothes and stuff. Like, be thankful people got you stuff, right? Because it, because as soon as he says that, they, they're just like, what, what, what? What do you mean? You're not grateful for it, right? But but what I'm but saying the is, other... I feel like what I'm saying is, I feel like this movie, this whole story that was portrayed by Zemeckis is an allegory and i don't know what it's an allegory for so it's not like like i hear what you're saying that it's as as not as simple but it's like what's it be be thankful for what you have and things like that but i feel like it's an allegory for like it's an allegory according to zemeckis is an allegory for christianity okay like so you've got your you've got your 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 santa who it's the holy trinity You've got Santa, the conductor, and the hobo ghost guy. Oh, oh. So Santa, so, so the, the conductor, conductor is, comes is, to you. He is Jesus, right. ferrying souls along the right path to heaven to Santa. To Santa, because he will not. The, the, this train will get there on time. I'm not gonna lie to you. You just made this movie a little bit better for yeah. me. Yeah. So that, yeah, he he will not let the. There will be no delays. The train will stay on the tracks. It will go like he, it is. It is the the. Him showing you the right path. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. See, like it wasn't that obvious to me, and it wasn't that obvious to me as a child. Either. Oh no, it wasn't obvious to me at all. Like that, I had to dig for that one. But now that you say it, yeah, it makes a lot it of does sense. improve the movie. Yeah, for sure, makes a lot of sense. And and that you're it, it's it is an allegory for Christianity because it doesn't matter what you choose, to, what you use to believe, whether you need to see it, or whether you need to hear it, or whether you need like a bell or just the memory of anything. Whatever you do, just believe. Right. So that is right. that is that is kind of the allegory that it's getting at. Is is those are the life lessons you get behind it. And yeah, it makes it better, but it's still just not that great of a movie. Like from no, from a cinematic it, standpoint, it from a movie standpoint, it doesn't. It, it, and I I know I criticize movies for beating you over the head with the point but this one like puts the point too far back yeah it, it doesn't beat you over head yeah. po- with the point although now that you say it i'm sorry i'm gonna watch it and be like wow this all makes obvious sense. no because i knew that um, before i watched it and it's still like i had to dig for it okay well uh I, I will also say my big complaint with this movie is that it's like the music is amazing but it's not fun no like when they're in peril they're in peril yeah they're gonna die yeah Right, like th- well, the, the main people are. Everybody else is just like la 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 hot chocolate. Right, but like like they go on the, like there's no comic relief, no whatsoever. None. Like nobody in this movie makes you laugh. The little like Scrooge marionette is horrifying. Uh, the like scene on the lake where the ice is cracking, you're like, well, this train's gonna go down. That's all there is to it. Uh, like there's a lot of shots where it's like a roller coaster, but it's not like a fun roller coaster. It's like, oh, by the way, we could die because we're going so fast and we could fall <laughs> yeah, off the tracks. <laughs> ridiculous track we got going on <laughs> right and like like it's like there's no like it's not fun right you know like the the, the hot chocolate scene is fun and the, there's some cool acrobatics and stuff like that but outside of that this whole movie is like like scary and sad yeah yeah and they they have that really depressing song about like um like like you said like like why doesn't santa come around here right like man oh my gosh <laughs> and then the girl comes in she's just like santa comes here for me so i don't know what turns up with you but uh right right but there are there are some heartwarming moments, but there's no fun in this movie about a train that goes. No, to the North not Pole at all. And then the, the ending just kind of and like yeah, I get it was the same way in the book. The ending just kind of ruins it when he's like nobody believes anymore except me. Right, and it's like like and the movie kicks you in the face. It's like the whole point of the Santa thing is that the kids believe. Right, right. Like the kids believe, and then there's there's a deeper part to it. There's there's the sort of practical parenting side where you can say well if you're not good then santa won't bring you presents and that's that's useful but there's also the like there's this whole mythos around santa claus and this is how presents get here and you know parents not being stuck up about giving their children presents but instead giving their kids presents 
from a third party, which I think is like right. really cool. Right. You know, it's kind of the, the Jesus kind of giving where it's behind your back. Right. Um, you know, because the kids don't realize it's coming from mom and dad and they're allowed to be ungrateful little jerks about it um, because they're kids. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Um, and uh, this movie, like the first scene is like the, the girl going over the physics of why Santa doesn't work. Yeah. Well, because they don't believe anymore. Because <laughs> it's full of kids that don't believe anymore. Right. But, like, it, this is a movie for kids. It's an animated movie about a train to the North Pole. No, and I get that. But that's the thing is, like, it's supposed to make people believe again. Because these are all the kids that have stopped believing. He, he like, he's about to get on the train. And the conductor's like, oh, no visits to a department store Santa. No list to Santa. What's going on here? Sounds like you're in need of a Polar Express journey. And so, I mean, this kid gets on the train with no questions, though. He's just like, big train comes through my house. What's up, boys? Let's go. It takes a second. He hesitates. No. Yes, he does. He doesn't have enough questions. All aboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, he doesn't have enough questions about this. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, he definitely doesn't. Oh, a train's here. Yeah, at 11.55. Uh, 11.55. It's been five minutes to midnight all night. Yeah. This kid, that we see before that, this kid is obsessed with Santa Claus, though. He's, like, got, like, a scrapbook of why Santa isn't real. He's skeptical. Yeah. He's very skeptical. The whole movie, like, everything he says is skeptical. It kind of beats you over the head with this. Yeah. And that, like, skepticism will not get you anywhere. No. Because, like, even when they're getting in the little, uh, like, mail shoot, she's like, come on, let's go. He's like, are you sure? She's like, like come yes. on, dude. Yes, yeah. I am. So it's obvious, I can hear like, the bell. You can't. Sorry, bro. Right. So, like, the Billy is like firmly not believing yeah because he's never got a christmas present before which i get i get that is the point i understand that is the point that he is poor and so he doesn't have christmas presents but like in a world with santa he would still have christmas presents right santa is real right now i always wonder about this if you don't believe in santa do you not get gifts and that's how like the physics of santa thing is uh yeah i think that automatically puts you on the naughty list well if you watch elf there's room for everyone on the nice list right but you have to believe the breast weighted breast the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Right. But so, so is that the thing? Is that why the parents are like not pushing the Santa thing? Because if you don't believe then the parents do buy all the presents? I guess. I don't know. I mean, I don't, that's, I, there's a lot of questions to be raised there. Because like I said, why would the parents um, not be pushing it harder? Like, it makes no right. sense. They know Santa is real. Because for the last 10 or so years, presents have just randomly shown up in the house, regardless of whether they bought them or not. Do you want to do, do you want to run down the plot? I yeah, feel I can, like I can, we've talked about most of what I want to talk about in this. No, for sure. Okay, well, let's let's yeah, let's run down the plot real quick. Okay. Okay. So, first of all, we got Tom Hanks playing like 7 million parts. Um which is cool. He does the voice acting for the father and the, the grown-up kid at the same time. Yep. He is also the voice for the conductor and for Santa Claus and for Ebenezer Scrooge and the hobo. Yep. And he does the motion capture for the boy uh, as well as Santa Claus and Ebenezer Scrooge and uh, the hobo and a lot of other people. And then, uh, so Tom Hanks does like everything in this movie. It's like Tom Hanks and a bunch of other like bit parts. Yep. Yep. So um, just point that out. We got we got Tom Hanks right quick. And uh, there's a there's a theory going around that um that the, the conductor is the kid in the future and that he is a time traveler. It goes back to like help himself believe. Is that what we're supposed to be believing here? No, I mean, it's just a theory because they're all the same voice actor because the voice actor of his father and also him and the conductor are all the same person. Like without right. any kind of affected dialogue. Like he kind of puts on a voice to be the hobo and puts on a voice to be Santa. What do you think of the hobo character? He's cool. He's cool as ghost. He's a ghost. He is a ghost. Yeah, he's the Holy Spirit. That's very interesting. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, he's cool. Um, he's like he's. Uh, well, I'll get to that in a second. Um, but so the, he's there for you when you need him. Yeah, exactly. So the the kid goes to sleep at like ten twenty or whatever. Um, uh, that was significant because it's the same time that uh, Scrooge went to bed in the original Christmas Carol with Alistair Sim in like nineteen twenty. There you go. Yep. That's in the the, the Christmas Carol. Who wrote that? Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens. I knew Charles that. Dickens. So this is apparently also supposed to be a Christmas Carol allegory, like a loose one 
ghost of Christmas, present, past, and future. So the future would be the conductor, past would be uh, the, the, the ghost, and the present would be Santa Claus. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Something like that. I have no idea. That one was tough for me to buy into, but apparently that's like a thing. Because there's like Scrooge references and stuff. And it could just be because I think Zemeckis had already decided to make that really god-awful uh, Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey. I didn't even know that happened. Oh yeah, it's an animated one. It came out like two or three years later. It's got Jim Carrey playing Emmanuel Scrooge. And it's also terrifyingly activated. Activated? Activated? Yeah, let's call it activated because it's motion capture animation. Activated. I'll take yeah. that. Um, but yeah, so, so kid goes to sleep at 1020, he wakes back up at 1155 and there's like a train just like steaming through his neighborhood. Nobody else hears it. It's loud. It's a loud train. Great locomotive chase. Are we doing just middle school band pieces now? I think that's, that's not the Great Locomotive yeah, Chase. That's like Tetris. Nope. Nope. That's Great Locomotive Chase. I'll link in the description to the Great Locomotive Chase by Bobby W. Bob's W. Um, um, yeah. Old so Bobo. those, those train, all the train sounds are from the actual train, the, the Pair Marquette 1225. Neat. Um, they've restored it and it now runs like excursion missions, um, somewhere in Michigan, like the 7-Eleven or 6-Eleven does. Uh, anyway, and we see him tear a hole in the pocket of his rope. It's good continuity there. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, they had to do that. He tears it that on the bedpost. That was one of those post. things. Um, you also notice, so you know how they say when you see a character coughing in a movie it's always for a plot point yeah like they never write in coughing yeah uh, unless it's for a reason did you i think it was this one we watched two christmas movies uh there was a point later in the movie where the conductor coughs does he did you catch this? No, I didn't. I did not. I'm like 90% sure that's this movie. Okay. Um, And he's like not standing near anybody and just coughs a few times. I didn't know what that was about. I wasn't sure if you caught that or if you had any theories on that, but I have nothing. I also didn't know about nothing. that being like a plot point. I had no idea. You didn't know that? No. Like anytime a character coughs in a movie, it's for a I reason. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Why would they write that in? I have no idea. I've never, yeah, I've never like thought about it. I don't, I guess I don't pay attention to coughing in movies enough. You need to. I you need to get so. on that right I guess now. So. Anyway, so kid goes outside. He, there's a big train. Conductor comes out and asks a bunch of questions and it's just like, hey, you want to get on the train and uh all aboard. Yeah. hi my name's cork this is meek aboard. you want to get on this big train you can join us if you'd like um yeah Starting a revolution. and he's just punching all kinds of weird stuff in everybody's tickets and uh so like yeah you get a bunch of stuff in the tickets but he doesn't punch the hero girls tickets for some reason um i don't know why that is yeah because it's a plot point because he has to lose the ticket no i think there's a reason he doesn't do it he says he didn't do it on purpose but he's so obsessed with that hole punch he would have done that i don't know i think it's a plot point i think they just needed something else to add to the movie to make it more than I like think, 45 I think he minutes does long because he knows i know i think he does it because he knows he's gonna punch leader into hers right she's she got to get that time to develop it she probably also knows that that she's gonna lose it and that other boys gonna have to to, like help him find it but do you think that billy was supposed to be on the train or do you think they were supposed to go to his house to pick him up and he doesn't get on do you think that was what was supposed to happen? probably because he doesn't believe like more so than right. the other ones he doesn't believe he definitely doesn't he's not even on the believer's train right he's on the weird back car which is his choice but um where am i um i don't know yeah they lose the ticket uh and they get the we get the like the the forest gump flower scene flower uh feather scene with the with the ticket yeah did you catch that yeah. they did that in uh a couple of his Tom Hanks films. They did that in, uh, obviously, Forrest Gump. Yep. They did it in this movie, and there was one more that I can't remember. I don't know. Maybe it's a Zemeckis thing. No, it's a Zemeckis-Tom Hanks thing. I'm going to find yeah. out. Yeah. That's not important right now. Or I guess it is. No, you keep going with the plot. Okay. Um, so yeah, yeah, and then um, they decide to go. Oh, what is it? Um, oh, no. I, the, he drags the girl off to and was like, oh, man, you know what we're going to have to do with you? And she's like, I have no idea. And he drags her to the back of the train. And we get, for a second time, we get the scene of Billy, like, trying to cross the train cars. And, like, there's this, this huge space between the train cars. Yeah, it's He's, crazy, like, going to fall in and die. And, like, Pullman carriages do not have that much space between they them. They don't? No, absolutely not. Huh. And it's super unsafe. And they're also generally, like, 
connected. Like there's a like a like a walkway type thing. Yeah, that's a pretty normal thing with trains is you can go between cars. Yeah, all the time. That's a, yeah, but it's like well, and that's the, the the guy the kid even says he's like it's against the National Rail Service rules that no kids can run between the trains without an adult present. You do, like that is his voice, man. You got it. I, I don't know where this is coming from. It's just like I I, I just start talking and it happens. <laughs> Even in my, I hate that kid. Even in my head, I'm like, wow, that really sounds like him. <laughs> I really don't like that kid. I won't lie to you. Like, if I had to pick a favorite child in any movie, I mean, you're not like supposed to like the kid. But uh, yeah, so so Hero Boy goes up on on the roof in search of the thing, and he meets the hobo who's uh, singing "Good King Wenceslas" to himself. Uh, "Good King Wenceslas," the the song about the the guy who guides his young page boy through the snow in his footsteps. Yep. So that thought that was that was cool. It was a little uh, little thing. Because then the hobo proceeds to help the kid get through the snow with his skis because they ski across the top of the train. I love his skis. Yeah. So they it's... first he puts them on his shoulders and then he has them on the skis themselves. Right. Because he he's got to get he's got to jump because the end right. they're like all right he's like all right kid as soon as you see the beginning of the tunnel just jump and he does and he jumps and the hobo vanishes and he jumps into like the coal the kid jumps car? the kid Isn't jumps that... into the coal and comes out of the coal not dirty at all i mean come on man it's a movie i mean i get it but like there's no dust on him whatsoever he just jumped in coal you'd have a little I mean, bit of stuff on you a little bit of I got the black lung pup. Yep. Yep. Um, anyway, so the, Zoolander the girl is driving the train. Because she's got to be the leader. Yeah. She's got to have so a chance to drive the, the train. Because the engineers are on the front of the train changing a lamp. So who drives the train in real life? Is it the conductor no, it's, or it's the, engineer? the engineers? Usually a pair of them. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's who drives the train in real life. Conductor's job is like to... to Conduct? Yeah, to punch all the tickets and stuff. Interesting. I did not yep. know that. Yep. He's the, the ticket puncher guy. Um, But they, they, they get... We get the scene where he has to trust the girl because he's like, man, right. this brake lever looks an awful lot like a brake lever, but you're telling me to pull the other lever. And she's just like, trust me, I heard him right. And he, he goes to not trust her at first. And then he does trust her. And uh, the train stops right in front of her herd of caribou yep. who make a really horrible noise. Yeah. I don't know what yeah, noise the caribou make, but it's awful. It's not a good it's one. It's an awful noise. Not a, not a um, happy noise. They get the caribou off the track by the, the other engineer with the long beard screaming at them. Um, yeah, they pull the beard. Yep. It's a weird thing. Yep. And... Um, then we get this classic scene that uh, that that is made into a lot of gifs, where the train uh, it won't stop accelerating and it, and it goes and like starts sliding over the ice because it's not on the tracks anymore. Can that happen? You're a train person. Can that happen? Can trains just drive on not train okay, tracks? Okay, listen. This thing that they do where they steer the train back and forth cannot happen. Trains do not have a steering mechanism. Whatsoever? No, that's what the tracks are for. But they, So they can't break one side? No. I mean, I guess you me. could, but like, I don't think it would be that effective. I mean, on ice? I don't know, man. All I was thinking the whole time is multi-track drifting. All I was thinking the whole time was, this is horrifying. These kids are going to yeah, die. they are definitely going to die. My girlfriend, who I was watching this movie with, because I rented this movie on my Xbox for three ninety nine. dollars uh, my girlfriend pointed out a really good thing, a really good point, and she said, just straight out she goes why would the water level ever be over the ice or over the tracks ever that's a good question like why would they build is it the because water below? expands I, I guess but it doesn't seem like we expand that much i don't know i don't know man i don't, I, was, I was skeptical of that one after she pointed that out that's called wobble glorming okay yeah. Ethan, look it up but then we get we go through the uh, the 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 island of misfit toys the the car of misfit toys they they're bringing the toys up for the recycled toys program and the kid yeah what is that the kid gets scared by the Scrooge puppet yeah because it's horrifying it's horrifying uh, it's a scary movie and dude. then we get the really sad song dun, 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 and he, dun, dun, he dun, and he's just like I guess that dun, Santa's busy because he never dun, comes dun, around dun. it's like Toy Story two level sadness Toy Story two is so oh my good. god that song Jesse sings like the wind somebody loves you. Oh God! What a what a song, man! What a sad song! What a tear jerker! But she my sings friend. the song with him, and they bust the weird lonely kid out of his out of his shell. So they're friends now. Um, 
kids singing always gets yeah, me. You know, then, this movie with a child singing always gets me. And then me. they go up the weird, like, Mount Crumpet incline type thing where the train just couldn't turn that tight of a circle. It's not possible. Um, across a big bridge, and then they're at the North Pole. Um, and the kids know that the, the North kids are singing the song course. again, man. Like, how do they know this song? Dun, 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 dun. Okay, so you're you're just going to accept that there's a magic train, but you're not going to accept that these kids know a song? Yeah, but, like, why would they know the song? It's not like... Maybe, that. maybe, maybe, maybe that is, like, in this universe, the equivalent but it's not, to, like... But it's not because but it's not because because uh chris the hero boy who is mr skeptic about santa has never heard of the polar express that's true because he's like where's this train going and it's clearly says polar express on the side conductor's like the heck you mean where's it going this is the polar express yeah and so like that if anybody would know that kid would know but i you know i don't know we get elves all the elves are also terrifying looking okay here's my issue with the elves Okay, you mean to tell me it's Santa Claus, and I'm going to praise this okay. in Elf. Okay. Santa Claus, in all his magical glory, needs that many elves. Oh, yeah, like a, like a bajillion elves. No, the whole point is that the elves, even in Elf, they, they address it. And they're like, the elves make things, they can rapidly, make a thousand extra sketches when a man who was trained by elves can make 85. Yeah, exactly. It, like, elves don't need you don't need he's got, that many he's it's a got small a community bajillion of elves bajillion of elves and they've got like 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 navy elves and yeah like the the the, the like flying circus elves no i'm not about it i want yeah, I know, toy making elves that's oh, all I man. want. There's like a whole civilization of elves. They get this. It's like a huge North and they're Pole in like elf a city. Yeah. Okay. So they're in like a factory and they're like complaining about normal factory worker things like union complaints and stuff. They're like, oh, well, we're behind so such and such on blah, 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 blah. Santa's, it's like get the union involved, bro. Be more happy at work. Santa's workshop is uh, designed to look like the Pullman factory in downtown Chicago down the street from uh, from Robert Zemeckis' childhood home. Oh, and that they so? make train cars. Pullman makes train cars. Train cars, yeah. huh? Yeah. So it's just a cool little factoid. little fun fact. Um, and I have a note right here that says, Jesus Christ, kids, stop running off. Right. Because for like the, the third you... time, they just run away and bad things happen. They accidentally disconnect and... the train car because this kid's clumsy and just keeps ruining things with his big feet. And uh, they disconnect the train car and the car just starts careening away. And this kid starts screaming about the emergency brake for the third time. He's trying to get that yeah. emergency brake. Yeah, yeah. literally, literally, Katie looked at me and goes, this kid and the an emergency break. It's crazy. He's, yeah. it's, all, it's all he wants. All he wants is an emergency break, man. Screw the North Pole. That's what he got for Christmas. <laughs> Probably. I mean, he got a bell. It's a pretty lame present. The one thing he asked for. It's a pretty Santa cool for. present. He got the first gift at Christmas, which, by the way, Billy should have gotten the yeah. first gift at Christmas. Well, the thing is, Billy doesn't exist in the book. Well, I don't care if Billy doesn't exist in the book. Billy's a huge plot I also point have an issue movie. to raise with that later on, but we'll get there in just a second, because um, I just got okay. a couple things left to go through. So, yeah, um, they, they make their way through Santa's workshop, and uh, they get themselves in, Santa's, in balloon. Santa's bag. No, it's a, that's a balloon, man. No, they're in the bag. I know, but it's a balloon filled with rice. You ever filled a balloon with rice? It looks like that bag. I mean, yeah, probably, probably. But uh, and then the 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 bag is is attached to a blimp, and it starts to fly away, and they're just like it starts to go toward the Christmas tree, and they're just like, oh my god, you need more altitude, like. Go around. Oh yeah. What just, is this? Just, just go around the Christmas tree. Like <laughs> not like it not like it matters. You've got the SEAL team elves yeah. hopping out. Yeah, and they fixing the Christmas tree. Yeah, they bungee tree. jump the star back up to the top. Oh man. And this is when the kid does that that thing where he's like, I only got underwear for Christmas. Hey bro, you probably needed it. Yeah. <laughs> you probably just shot yourself when that, that giant blimp thing you're on hit a Christmas tree. <laughs> 
This movie, it really gets derailed. Get it? Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> derailed. And they're all, they're all singing. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, they get all the reindeer ready, and the reindeer are, like, jonesing to get on with it, you know. On Dasher, on right, Donder, like, oh. on whatever. Uh, and then then Cranes Santa Santa comes out. They're all singing Santa Claus is coming to town, like, in a really creepy million-person monotone. Uh, super weird. Santa, Santa comes out, and, and like, the elves town. are just in the way. Elves are going nuts. You can't see Santa because the elves are in the way, but you can you do see Santa. Like, you get a view yeah. of his face. I can't see him! I can't see him and then like, well, and then this is can. this is the issue i have is because the kid gets the bell like rolled to his feet and picks it up yeah and like that doesn't happen in the book because he just asks for the the bell like when he when santa asks him w- what his first gift of christmas is going to be he asks for the bell and he does the same thing but that's a good but, like gift. he doesn't already know about it at that point he, in this one he does where he just picks it up and goes like i believe that the Lord Santa created the universe. And I believe this bell is going to remind me of him for the rest of my life. Here's, yeah, so here's, 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 here's my thing. Okay, so I guess the reason he gets the bell is because what's important to this child the rest of the 11 months of the year is debunking the debunked right, Santa myth. Right, and he And they're like, you're going to ruin it for your sister, man. Stop. Oh, I know. She was like all about yeah. it. He's <laughs> um, like, bro, okay, now that you're on like the other side of the story, yeah. you have to play along with people who are not on the same side of the story you were on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, It's strange. Strange. And so uh, we get that. So he goes and gives the bell back to Santa. Mm-hmm. And then that gets him the right to be the first gift at Christmas over Billy. I know. Billy, like, like he's the one that went from not believing to all the way believing as opposed right, to but I th- skeptical. And, and, and I think that's why he gets the first present is because he or he why he doesn't get the first present because he already believes he saw his christmas present like with his name on it that's my address yeah which was the last present wrapped on christmas so yeah maybe he really wasn't supposed to be on there well because yeah because he's not a believer so he wouldn't have gotten a present so yeah the last present wrapped on christmas with a number seven bow number seven six inch ribbon curls honey (laughs) six inches (laughs) that's impossible Um, anyway, so he gives the bell back to Santa, and then Santa's like, who's gonna get the first gift of Christmas? And, um, then, then, uh, Hero Boy gets to be the first gift, Santa gives him the bell back, and he sticks it in his pocket, and he puts it in the wrong pocket, because they don't know. Did you, did you see it right away? Oh, yeah. That it was yeah. the wrong pocket? Well, and I also, oh, I also have my girlfriend sitting there next to me going, wrong pocket, asshole! <laughs> I can see her saying. Yeah, it was great. And she also, as soon as the bell started ringing, like, the actual, like, big bells to tell him it's time to go, because it's finally midnight, because it's no longer Eleven fifty-five. Um, she goes. That's my alarm clock noise. Is it? One hundred percent. The exact same noise. Interesting. One hundred percent. Well, so that's that's the movie. Um, uh, Ethan, hang on, hang on. We got a little bit left. Oh, okay. Just, 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 okay. just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little, just a little bit. Um, one last thing. Um, they don't have Rudolph, which I thought was interesting. Rudolph is not leading the charge uh, for them. There's no Rudolph. There are just eight, well, eight other reindeer. I mean, maybe it wasn't that foggy of a Christmas um, night. Maybe this was prior to Rudy. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I just thought it was interesting that Rudolph wasn't there. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying it's like a commentary either way. I just think it's cool. Um, and they get all the, they get the tickets, the rest of the tickets. And the, the, like, Billy, the, 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 Billy says, like, depend on, rely on, count on, uh, which means he needs to, like, learn to trust other people. Uh, the weird know it all kid says learn which basically means shut the heck up for once and right, the, learn to shut your the mouth. girl says lead because she's a leader and then uh hero boy says believe so he's got well i got one 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 last thing to talk about with with the plot because i think it's important uh the conductor when he gets off uh gives him a little piece of advice he's like one last thing or one thing about trains doesn't matter where they're going it's about deciding to get on yep that's what he says yep that's what he says i just think that's important because it's 
It's what changed his life, man. It's it's not about the destination. It's about going on, taking the first step, going on the journey. It's the climb. That's Miles Cyrus. Nope, case you're not not what word I was going for. Um, yeah. but he gets it's the not present. About what's waiting on the other side? Yeah, he he lost the bell and then he unloses the bell. He gets it for Christmas. From yep, Sandy. he gets it for Christmas from from uh Mr. C or whatever. Yep. Um. So Ethan. If this is a Christmas morning breakfast food, what is it? I think I know. Um, what 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 constitutes a Christmas breakfast food? That's the thing. Is like Christmas breakfast food is supposed to be top tier. Yeah. So this is not a top tier. This is like this is like toast <laughs> on on white bread with peanut butter. Toast on white bread with like with not like peanut not butter. toasted white bread. Toast on white bread. <laughs> toasted white bread with like peanut butter. Like when you're yeah. supposed to have some nice Christmas bread. Yeah, it's supposed to be you like bust a, out the good stuff. Yeah. This isn't that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean it was, it was, it was, it warmed my heart. I, you know, I, I, I cried a little bit um, at the end. I cried during the credits when Josh Groban started singing. I cried at the end when when Billy got home and he had a present and and like his had a tree. Uh, I wish I liked this movie. Yeah, it was. I tried. I tried really hard. I like trains. I tried really hard. I, I actually always hate it when we do a movie and I don't like it. <laughs> Yeah, I feel really bad about it. Like, I don't want to just sit here and, and like, ruin Christmas for the people that suggested this. Although, to be fair, some of the feedback on this movie is, and and I can quote directly here, uh, one of my listeners says, uh, Our listeners? One of our listeners says, uh, fun f- this is from listener Stella Joe. Fun fact, the Polar Express makes me want to poke my eyes out and cut my ears off and walk to the nearest <laughs> ATM and cry and go to sleep and get mugged and do anything other than watch the Polar Express. <laughs> I don't feel necessarily that way about it, but... <laughs> But I see where she's coming from. What a from. great statement. I don't know. She, like, the part that gets me about this is what on earth is she doing at the ATM? That's what I want to know. I don't know, and man. And to find out, you can join the Bacon and Eggs fans Facebook group. Link in the description. Yeah. Boom. Link in the doobly-doo. But yeah. Get um, that plug. Um, it was something, man. It was something. <laughs> anyway, moving on to our other Christmas movie of are we the just, night. Are we just setting We're it right just, there? Just, <laughs> All right. Screw it, Do man. You, have you Polar ever seen Express was Ethan, okay. Without further ado, uh, what do you think of Elf. I love Elf. Elf's so good. I love Elf. Can I hit you with a can I hit you with a mind-blowing fact real quick? Yeah, sure. This movie was released five thousand one hundred and (laughs) forty-nine days ago. Five (laughs) thousand. That's November seventh, two thousand and three. Five thousand days ago. All right. I thought this movie was released less than seven years. Like no, in this I remember decade. going to see this in the theaters. It was in elementary school. It was my boy uh, Alex Bond's birthday party that we went to see Elf. Oh my gosh! Because the year before we went to see the 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 National Treasure. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence, Ethan. Yep, yep. So that was uh, went fun to see fact Elf. about National Treasure. My uh, keyboard, the uh, all the letters are purple except for. A E R F V G Y L O, which a glove fry. are green, a glove fry, a very golf. Fargo Levy. It's, <laughs> it's Valley Forge. It's Valley Forge. Hit the email twice. Yeah. So, fun f- other fun facts about this movie. It only had a budget of $33 million. This is our smallest budget to date. Small by a lot. By a lot. By a lot. By also, the oldest, oldest one, movie we've By ever. $107 million. Right. Um, but it made $220 million worldwide. I guess that's at the box office because I imagine this movie's made a lot more since yeah, then. Yeah, I, I guess it wasn't like a box office smash. Yeah, I guess not. I but know. it is a Christmas classic now. 
Yeah, it got an 84% critic on Rotten Tomatoes, a 78% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, and Metacritic gave it a whopping 64. Yeah, well, it's a comedy, so. Yep, it is a comedy. It stars Will Ferrell. Although, originally, when the script was apparently written in 1993, 1993, apparently this movie's been around since 1993, it was supposed to star Jim Carrey. I can absolutely 1000% believe that. Yeah, I don't think it would have been as good, though. Definitely would not have been. It would have been, been a in very... A few Christmas movies, as you and I have already discussed. Would have uh, been a very different movie. That all being said, uh, I think Will Ferrell did a really exceptionally good job with this movie. Oh, yeah. I mean... Oh, Do you yeah. know how they... Do you know what the... Uh, was it the first thing or the last thing they filmed in this movie was uh, the scenes the, yeah, the with last... him just in New York? Yeah, him like, walking around New York. Yeah, it was just him and John Favreau and a cameraman just driving Dude. around the city, filming wherever they could find. Do you know why I like this movie so much? Why? Because John Favreau... Favreau directed it. Yep. Happy Hogan himself. Happy Hogan, man. He was out there. He was like, forget Iron Man five years from now. Let's do Elf. Yeah. And then he appears in it and he's hilarious. I love John Favreau. I, I love, for once, the narration in this movie. This movie's narrated? It's got oh, some, by the it's got some narration Elf. by Papa Elf, by Bob Newhart. Um, yeah. It's got some narration in it. Um, And he, he starts by introducing the different careers elves can have. Yeah. He's like, yeah. well, you can you can make shoes. You can do While cookies. While the old cobbler's sleeping. Yeah. You can do cookies, but, you know, fires. Right. Or you got the show, the big dance. Like, they're referring to it like Major League Baseball. And right. it's, it's working in Santa's toy shop. And I'll tell you, like I said about the last movie, this movie, not a ton of elves. Not a ton of elves. Nope. We got That's very what I few want. elves. You know why? Because they can make... 1,000 Etch-A-Sketches per day. Per day. And they have 365 days to do it. And when was the last time you got an Etch-A-Sketch for Christmas? Uh, probably the... 1999. So, got one here it is. Here it is. I love this movie because... The elves are making the toys. And they're usually making the toys. And they did kind of grasp the, like, electronic age thing when they're teaching the elves about, like, new yeah. computer yeah, chip processors. Yeah, we can processors. make the, the, the world's latest in graphic chipset processors. We need to learn but, the code of the elves. But but uh, but uh, what I love is that they're making, like, the, the toys you get for Christmas. Right. There's, like, an elf, like, sharpening a Louisville slugger. Right. And, like, sharpening, they're making etch sanding. Sanding and, uh, is the word I was looking for. Don't I know, sharpen I like, a baseball bat. If you do, if you want to kill zombies, it's I'll tell you that much. Not a weapon yet. Yeah. Uh, they're making the toys that you get for Christmas, like the, the baseball bats and the etch-a-sketches and the jack-in-the-box. Right. Which, by the way, if you ever give me a jack-in-the-box, and this is not an imitation, folks. If you ever get me a jack-in-the-box, I will just throw it away before it ever it gets <laughs> jacked. <laughs> 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 He's terrified every time. Yeah, because it's horrifying. It's it a is. terrible gift. Every time. Every single time. Um, yeah, so we get the... Also, we get a great score here in this movie. Great score. Um. I like the music a lot. It sounds weirdly similar to the Polar Express. Like, the main theme is very similar. Yeah, I, I liked that. Yeah, I was like, this is interesting. Um, but we get Buddy's backstory, which is cool. He's like an orphan. Yeah, in an orphan. Which, I have a couple questions to raise about this. First of all, it's Christmas time. That baby is literally, like, naked except for a diaper. And they put, like, a very, very thin blanket on him and just, like, kind of let him roll. Man, it was the early 2000s. I feel what like that want? baby would freeze. Um, what do you want? And that baby would also definitely freeze... In a bag in the Arctic. <laughs> like, <laughs> but here's the thing: is the North Pole in this situation is in like a whole other dimension where the sky is made of like yeah, blue it's, crayon. It's made of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the movie, right? Which is great. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I have a couple questions about this one as well. Like, how would 
How would Santa have not noticed him in the sack? Also, why does Santa get back to the North Pole and the sack and isn't empty? still have presents? Yeah. It's still got well, presents because, because, and this goes back to the last one, when you stop believing, you stop getting presents from Santa. Right, but he's already got the list made. He's checked it twice. Things can change that night. Things changed yes. that night for Billy in the Polar Express. Oh, yeah, Steven Spielberg got uh, put on the check twice list. He did? It was supposed to be Steven Spielberg. Oh, no, yeah, the, the, the one where, like, the, where they're like the kid in New Jersey. Back to the Polish rest for a second. The kid in New Jersey who terror- terrorizes sisters is, is a jab at Steven Spielberg. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, apparently. I did not know that. I read that on IMDb Trivia. It's a live action child, all those videos. Yep, yep. Um, also, they say that Buddy must have snuck into his sack at the orphanage. Like, Santa only visits one orphanage <laughs> in There's all just of the world. An orphanage. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe this particular version of Santa not only visits just, like, Judeo-Christian homes, but only visits the homes of those who believe. And since not very many people believe right now, maybe there's only one orphanage he's got to go to. You don't maybe. know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like all babies would believe, though. Babies don't believe one way or the other. Yeah, but it's like, it's like original sin, man. Like, you can't... Like, you can't blame them for it. Like, they don't know any better. Obviously, they get presents. So, when you're born, do you believe in Santa or not believe in Santa? Do you have to be taught in order to believe? I don't think you're taught to believe in Santa. I think Santa just exists in your world. Like, I wasn't taught, like, to, oh, you have to believe in Santa. It's like, Santa brings you presents. Like, I would just kind of accepted it. I don't know, man. I think at some point, you have to have the Santa conversation. Both the first one, where it's like, okay, now this is Christmas, and Santa brings you presents. And then on the other end of it, it's like, okay, this is Christmas, and I give you presents. Oh, I mean, I definitely, uh, I definitely remember the Santa conversation and I like cringe thinking about how ungrateful I was about it. Do you? I have a question. Yeah. I still get presents from Santa. Do you? I don't. Um, I, most I know, of my presents I know a lot of people do. From, yeah. Like they just kind of keep, they just keep my, yeah. I mean, my, my parents don't really tag presents. There was never, I guess, there was never really a need to. Yeah. Well, there was five of us and right, now there's yeah. nine of us. Yeah. Like, so. there's just three of us and like, you know, when I was four, I wasn't really getting my parents Christmas presents. Right. So, so what we do at my house is you do the family presents to and from your family and then behind the couch or whatever is the the santa presents which like you know when we were kids was like the xbox or the n64 oh, or the Wii. okay so my parents did the opposite of this and i think this is smart i think this is smart especially in the day and age where kids are like getting a lot more sensitive about things my parents all the cool stuff came from mom and dad interesting like my parents got me the xbox santa got me like a game santa got you like uh like the accessory the thing that went with it yeah like, like if I got something cool, like they, like when they got me a Game Boy, um, I think by the time I got an Xbox, I didn't believe in Santa anymore, but they got me a Game Boy Advance and that came from my parents. And I remember, uh, Pokemon Crystal came from Santa. Oh, I mean, Santa's still getting it. Last year, Santa got me a beautiful Joseph A. Banks sport coat. Right. That I wore to work today. So like, yeah, I, I no, wore it yesterday. I, you know, and I, and that's the thing is like a lot of parents or a lot of teachers are telling their kids' parents now, like, Hey, um. You know, like maybe bring some of the small or get some of the smaller presents from Santa so that kids aren't going back to school later. Like some of the kids are like, well, Santa brought me some cool stuff. And, and you know, everybody else is like, Santa brought me a MacBook. <laughs> and the Santa kids, got me a MacBook And the kids Pro. are like, yeah, you know, awesome. Santa gave me some really cool presents, but my presents are only valued at like $100. It's like, you know, let the parents get them. Because the, the, kids kind of understand that some people are more wealthy than others. And like, but like. I did not understand that. Uh, right. I'm aware of that, but. <laughs> maybe it's because I came from, uh, we weren't. Like wealthy, but we definitely were not right. in the, the on the, low, the other end of things. End. Yeah, but um, so that's that's the thing is like all my cool gifts came from Santa. Or it came from my parents. All the all the other stuff came from Santa. And I'll, allow me, and I know we we, we might go over time, but just a few seconds because I tell the story. My dad got me really good one time. Okay. So have you seen you seen a Christmas story? No. You never seen a Christmas story? Oh wait, is that the one with Ralphie? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. He gets a yeah. BB gun for Christmas. Yeah, the Red Rider forty five right. or whatever. Right. Okay. So it's it's basically in that movie you're, you're led to believe that mom buys all the presents, dad has nothing 
nothing to do with it, okay? Mm-hmm. But then dad buys him the Red Rider BB gun, wraps it up, sticks it behind the television, and, like, mom has no idea what's going on, right? And he's just like, Santa must have brought it. And my dad did the exact same thing. Did you get the BB gun? I did. I got a Red Rider BB gun, and it was, like, past the point where I ever wanted one. Like, we had BB guns lying around. It wasn't a big deal. Um, But it was like, my dad has never wrapped a present, I think, in his life. He's not, like, a present wrapper. Like, that was mom's thing. Like, even the presents he gave mom were, like, never wrapped. Last year for Christmas, I paid one of my coworkers' wives to wrap all the presents. <laughs> Nice. I like, I, it wasn't like nice. it wasn't like, hey, I'm gonna pay you, you know, fifty dollars or anything. Yeah. I think I bought them like lunch at McDonald's yeah, yeah, for wrapping sure. the presents, but for sure. Um, um, but yeah, no. So, so my dad, um, I'm done opening all my presents, and my dad goes like, and I, I was probably 15 at this point, something like that. My dad goes, oh, what's that behind the television? Like the exact same way the dad does it in a Christmas story. And mom was just like, get the hell out! What are you talking? About? He didn't do that. And I went back there, and there's this like wrapped up BB gun, and she's just looking at him like, you what? How did you do? It that? was so yeah. She was she literally looked at him like, how on earth did you pull that off without me knowing about it? It was it was hilarious, and like I, it was the like the coolest one of the coolest things my dad's ever done. I firmly believe the only present he's ever voluntarily wrapped home. What was the last... We're going to get a little off topic because I love Elf. And I know we're going to talk a lot more about this in the, the, the Christmas special coming out Christmas Day. But what was the last gift you got that wasn't like a thoughtful gift, but was a material gift that you freaked out over. So I'll give you an example. For me, the last one, I think, if I recall correctly, that we opened up and I like exploded over was the Nintendo Wii. And I was like, I don't know, when did that come out? We were like 12? Yeah, something like that. So like, I was a little on the old end for being like, oh my God, you got it. Yeah. But I, but I did. Yeah. What was the, like, Um, and now... You know, you get something really thoughtful and you kind of have that response. Right. You know, what was that last thing for you? And some... I don't know if that's because of the internet age or because of you just grown out of it. So there was. But I'm curious what it was for you. There was a couple years ago. Um, it was pretty recently, actually. It was like th- like th- four four years ago, probably. Um, I decided, I guess I was in a weird stage of my life um, with all the music I was trying to learn and everything. I decided I wanted to learn to play the mandolin, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, w- I asked my, my parents to get me a mandolin for Christmas. I was expecting them to get me like the, the cheapest one they had at Kelly's Music, like, you know, $100 kind of like ukulele type thing Mm -hmm. and i guess dad got an like an awesome deal on it because he just bought me this incredible like beautiful instrument that i just like i've seen it i popped the case open i was like holy fucking shit man like what i was it was like i was it was impressive like it does a it is absolutely beautiful instrument i still to this day sort of know how to play it um but like and and i feel bad for it because i like i'm not doing it justice like it's just absolutely gorgeous instrument so it was like something i was kind of blown away by i don't know man i think that falls into the category of thought gifts does it i think it does because like they had to go to, out of their like i this was like, like uh, i mean i hear what you're saying and that that is super cool but that's like a they went out of their way to find not like the gift of the season but yeah. the gift of ethan you know what i'm saying yeah like do, do you see where i'm coming from yeah but i mean i guess i i don't know i got a, a like a lot of gifts like that throughout the years like my parents weren't always like a stick to the list kind of kind of thing um so oh man i i always hated christmas lists but then i also would be like but, but if i I really do want the Xbox. Right. So there was always right. there. There was always that one thing that like I really wanted. I could generally count on that. So it wasn't like I was I ever. And I guess that sounds bad, but like I never opened stuff up that I can remember and was just like, holy man, like this is I like I need to blow up about this. I can't believe you actually got it. I mean, that's how like, you know, back in the days before the Internet where like nothing ever ran out of stock. Right. Well, things did run out of stock. Right. Now they don't. Um, you know, it was like a big deal to get like the holiday time video game console or Furby or the right. Uh, you know, the the Hot Wheel track or I don't know what girls got because I had two brothers. And- yeah, I guess I don't know. Yeah. I was always kind of like like I think I got I. 
like an Xbox, like the year the PS3, or PS3, yeah, no, whatever one it no, was. You had an Xbox before I did, didn't you? Yeah, I think so. But like, I, I don't know. I always got them like a year late. So like, it's weird that now they don't even come out around the holidays. Yeah, no, they always used to come out around the holidays. But like, yeah. um, like my PS2, um, when I got it was was used. Really? Yeah. Um, which I had no problem with. Like it, it still to this day runs. My second PS2 doesn't run. <laughs> like, it still runs. I have no issues with it. It doesn't read blue discs anymore, but it hasn't read blue discs since, like, 2005. So I'm not really hurting on that one. I use it to play, like, Ratchet & Clank. It's still in my living room. Like, it still runs just fine. I don't have any controllers or memory cards or anything anymore. They've all broken or gotten destroyed, but I bought new controller and memory cards. It still works fine. Um, hmm. So I got no issue with that. Um, my uh, Xbox original died very early because I used to just pack it up and bring it everywhere with me. I know. I remember we used to do, like, uh Yeah, we would do, like, land parties at, uh, at Chris's house. I did the Chris's same thing house, with 360. Yep. My 360 didn't really last that long. Um, it's got its share issues. Um, but yeah, so, like, I, I don't know. I always I was always kind of late to the party on those. I never really got them at, like, I got the, the the ps2 like a year late i guess um i don't think i got the xbox i got the xbox at christmas but it was like the christmas after it came out um i'll tell you man growing up those consoles were important right and i got a th- th- that was like a i got a 360 i got my 360 in the summer like uh, like in the middle of the summer before halo 3 came out halo 3 yeah. what a classic came out september 3rd uh 2007 oh my gosh i don't know why i know that but pretty sure that's correct um anyway but back into elf this movie's good dude that was a great movie great movie it's hilarious I'm not lie to you. it's hilarious it's hilarious that was my first note was i'm so glad it's funny yeah um, so it just, uh, you know, I don't want to, if you haven't seen Elf at this point, like, what are you doing? Go see right, Elf. Yeah. Like, I, I don't feel like we need to run the plot down of this one too much. Cause like, it is very no. much, whether, where, regardless of how it did in the box office, it's like a very common movie. You know what always blows my mind? What? This is a spoiler full show. We don't, we don't ever address that. Um... Well, we addressed it at Thor Ragnarok, and That's I true, will address it next week when we do The Last Jedi. Yeah, well, I will not be a part of it. I will it, address but... it with our guest host, but uh, we'll get to that later in the episode. Um, but I will, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do spoilers, but like, the, you see, at some point, and I think I think starting in Phase 3, we should start introducing spoilers for the Marvel movies, but like, these are 13, 14-year-old movies at this point. Right. Like, bruh, why are you listening to this if you haven't seen it? Right. Why, Which, why I mean, uh, if you're listening to this movies and you haven't seen it, like, that's awesome. Thank you so much. But, like, just go watch the movie. It's very readily available. There are links in the Facebook group. Uh, there is links in the Facebook group. So, like, group, yeah, I'm not guys... super worried about spoilers. Right. So, um, this movie's good, dude. Like, I love the the set they've got for the North Pole. I love that he's got the story. What bugs me about this one is that his dad, the, like, children's book writer, doesn't immediately grasp onto his story. Yeah, he would be like, well, you know, and and that's the thing is I think they're trying to say is it's not like, like their children's book, like producers, they're not like writers. They have no passion. Well, he has two writers. Right. But they're not like passionate for writing. He's not passionate for right. writing. But so he, he has... doesn't care about the story. Okay. So I, I, I've, I've bone to pick with this. It doesn't like, I get that, that Will Ferrell is not going to be as good at making edge sketches as an elf but like it really doesn't seem that hard to make an edge sketch it looks like you put powder in a mold and then squeeze it and then hammer it four times is it powder i thought it was sand sand is a powder no sand is a grain not a grain like a A granule powder is like a powder is more ground than sand is okay whatever it's not leaves (laughs) like (laughs) <laughs> you get what i'm saying it's not full-size they rocks scoop, they scoop something in there 
and then they press it down and then hammer each of the little uh with a with a small corner, with a small mallet like i could do that more than 85 times a day yeah yeah you could like let's say it takes me two minutes like that doesn't seem like it may, I, I probably couldn't make a thousand in a day but maybe he couldn't hit a thousand but i think 85 is is a low number i agree i agree he could probably a do a little number. bit better he could probably be doing a little bit better uh and it's not like ta- toy testing is going to be much easier that seems like it takes longer <laughs> <laughs> what gets me is that he is he's not an elf okay he's a he's a human he's a human but uh when he goes back to human land he is much better at all the that's elf what i than... that and that's the point i was about to make is it like he goes and decorates gimbals first of all how much did gimbals have to pay for it to be gimbals instead of macy's oh for it to go out of business that's how much oh, gimbals, gimbals out of business gimbals gone wow why is it not macy's what a missed marketing opportunity for macy's oh you know they didn't think they, they didn't. 33 million dollar movie what do they care doesn't about? matter it's like they had they had Miracle on 34th Street. Like, that was a huge success for Macy's. I know. They have the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Long story short, Buddy's not an elf. He's a human. And he goes to New York to live with the humans. And he's like, Santa's giving him advice about New York. And he goes, I've been to New York hundreds of times. Don't listen to Leon. And Buddy's like, you have? How is he surprised that Santa's where, been to where, New York? Where did you think you've... Where do you think Santa's been going? I will say this. Okay, so... Theory time. Buddy is like, Santa's coming to town. We're going to have a mall Santa. It's going to be great. I think Santa, the real Santa, does the mall Santa thing. Uh, yeah, I, I think that was definitely a thing that happens. Right, because like, like... maybe not every time, but... Well, he doesn't go to every mall. Right. But he does, he does like, maybe thing. he goes to, like, like one day a year he goes to Macy's in New York. Right, because he's, he to... he's definitely been to New York. He knows which Ray's Pizza is the original Ray's Pizza. Right. Well, I figured just being Santa Claus, you know, a lot. Yeah, of I mean, things. it sounded like he'd been to raise pizzas, though. Yeah, um, I'll tell you, man. I-, I could go for some pizza right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. But uh, yeah, yeah. So, so buddy, surprised that Santa's been to New York. I was like, he's it's like the biggest city in the earth. Um, why would you not? Go to New York. Have you ever been to New York? Yeah. I have. We've been to New York together. No, I was going to say, we've been to New York together, I think more than once. Definitely more than once, because we went yeah. on like a whole trip to and New York, we and then we went one day, yeah. Um, for like four hours. But yeah, so the, the, the great scene where, where the dude's like, Santa's coming tomorrow, and Buddy just freaks out. He's like, Santa! I know him! He's a friend from work! <laughs> I'll say this. Uh, this movie, I love, I love Elf. I watched it. I had a good time. Yeah. I laughed, cried, did the whole 10, whole nine or whatever. Um, but, uh, it's not as funny to me anymore. That's probably because you've seen it 17 times. It's definitely why. But like a lot of movies, I try like in my brain, I do this where I try to deconstruct down to one sentence, right. like what the pitch was for this movie. And there's only two movies that I can think of where you can actually just deconstruct it down to one whole sentence. And, you know, it's the pitch to the producers and they buy. And one of them is Elf and it's Will Ferrell plays an elf in New York City. Right. I mean, that's all you needed. That's the whole pitch. Right. The other is Talladega Nights, which literally the pitch was Will Ferrell is a NASCAR driver. Yeah, we're going to remake Days of Thunder, but a comedy with Will Ferrell. And that was that was the whole thing. Um, I mean, I think Will Ferrell sells himself at this point. He does sell kinda himself. Kind of like Adam he's, Sandler he's, used to. Oh, uh, the good old days. Granted, this was 15 years ago, so it's not like... Yeah, but he's had one since then, like like um, Talladega Nights, Semi-Pro. I mean, those are, are not super recent. Uh, Blades of Glory. Oh, what a class... Blade's Glory, though. I love that movie. You love that movie. Uh, Kanye West loves that movie. But uh, that movie is in, like, the $2 bin at every 7-Eleven. What kind of name is Jovi? What a weird thing to call her. I'm trying to think if there's, like, a reason behind it. I couldn't find anything. There's nothing. It's J-O-V-I-E. 
It's not even like Bon Jovi. Jovi. It's got an E on the end. Um, yeah, like I looked in the trivia. There's like nothing about it. There's nothing in the quotes. There's nothing in like the funny credits or whatever. Nothing. I don't know. I don't know. Why is she called Jovi? Anyway, I don't get it. It's a, it's an interesting name. I don't have a problem with it. It's just like seems super random. Yeah, and it doesn't mean anything right. particular. It doesn't have any like interesting etymology. It yeah. literally just means jovial. No, I don't know. Uh, which is like a Christmas word, but it's not like. Yeah, they could have named her like Joy. Right. Um, or like Noel. Yeah, I don't know. Young Zoe Deschanel, though. She did good. Yeah. She can sing better now than she could then. Well, she's though. like a singer. Right. That's she has she like does. a band. Well, no, what she does is New Girl. Who's that girl? Yeah, I was going to say, what she does now is New Girl. It's Jess. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jess. The strangest <laughs> intro ever in television. I love that intro. It's a classic. <laughs> it is it's great, but you always just think it's going to end on like the who's that girl. And then they like answer it. It's, it's Jess. Jess. Uh, she, oh. She's super good in this movie. You did you also learn that they deal with the uh, Christmas is hard for some people yeah, thing. Yeah, like she doesn't get it with her. She doesn't get Christmas. She's not about it. She's standing in the shower at work, though, singing a Christmas duet by herself. Yeah, and she's like giving rest. Like maybe for maybe the... that's the thing that girls do is like they sing Baby It's Cold Outside of themselves. But like I've never just sat there and sung the guy's part to Baby It's Cold Outside. If I'm singing Baby It's Cold Outside, I'm, I'm singing, singing both, both parts. parts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really can't Every stay, time. baby. It's cold baby outside. Baby, it's bad out there. <laughs> uh, also, this was, I think, the first time I'd ever heard that song. Um, probably, like, consciously heard that song and remembered it. And I really thought when he when he says, mind if I move in closer, I really just thought the line was, mind if I move in, like, to your house. Six-inch ribbon curls. Six-inch ribbon curls. That's sweetheart. impossible. I love the, Six uh, I inches. love, I love the, uh, the manager. He's like, somebody's hunting for my job. Yeah. Do you know his name tag says Wanda? <laughs> does it does. It? I, what I, what I, I love about saw him that, is that in, like, the, in the trivia, and I was like, no way. And then I went and looked again, I was like, it really does. He takes his job so incredibly seriously, but he can't recognize an employee he didn't exactly. hire. Exactly. Like a six seven dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he builds that he and builds I, that whole thing overnight. But he can, he can yeah. only make eighty five inches sketches. But he can build the entire Philadelphia skyline out of Legos. Is that the Philly? Apparently, skyline? there's a bunch of there's the Empire State Building and a bunch of buildings from Philly. Because apparently, Gimbel's is a Philadelphia company. Interesting. Yeah, and they started the first Thanksgiving parade in Philadelphia. Mm, you know who's got a better Thanksgiving Day parade? New York. Macy's. Macy's. In New York. But apparently Macy's. before the Macy's yep. Thanksgiving Day parade, it was um, Gimbel's in, in Philadelphia. Also, I find it hilarious and interesting that people just call it the Macy's Day parade at this point. Do I they? hear a lot of people say that. They're like, yeah, we're watching the Macy's Day parade. Like, it's not even Thanksgiving anymore. It's Macy's Day. It's the day before Black Friday. Black Friday <laughs> like, Eve parade. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, so, so he builds the thing all night and it like, when they destroy the whole city made of Legos, like my skin hurts oh my gosh it breaks my heart every time yeah because uh, he also like mall santa smells like fish and sandwiches or whatever meat. you smell like meat and cheese you don't smell like santa <laughs> why can't you just like like why can't somebody explain it to buddy i would never hire that dude to be santa he didn't look like no. santa he looked like billy bob if thornton in gimbals, bad santa like if this is gimbals you don't have somebody with a fake beard on you got somebody who all year works on his beard so that he can go to Santa conventions. Right. Like there are enough. Like this is this Gimbal's is New York. in New York. This is the big time. Right. This is you've 34th made it Street. Your mall Santa yeah. in Gimbal's. Like like in the North Pole in yeah. Gimbal's. Oh my God. Uh, mall Santa, man. I can't. I can't. I feel like our mall Santa here in Tanglewood Mall is better yeah, than definitely, this guy. Definitely. Oh. They get in a huge fight and um yeah he he you know gets goes to jail his dad yep. bails him out and um he does the syrup on everything yeah and since then i've wanted to try syrup on spaghetti don't no apparently they had to re- they the had move. to reshoot that several times because will ferrell kept barfing oh my gosh i also is it does he actually drink that two liter uh, I don't. I I'm sure he doesn't. No, I'm sure no he way. doesn't. There's no way you would like explode. But like that scene oh, of the child so was the, the funniest the, thing in the, the world. The belch, 
was recorded by The Brain from Pinky and the Brain. Really? Yeah, like Michelle LaMarche or whatever. He's like an operatic belcher and voice actor. Really? Yeah. Who'd have thunk it? I think them, apparently. John Favreau. John Favreau, indeed. Uh, do you think... Okay, here's what I don't understand. Michael. The kid. Michael. Uh, he's leaving school with his buddies. Two friends. Right. Um, and then immediately when Buddy's like, hey, it's me, Buddy, your brother. Uh, his friends are like, who's that guy? You And then he's like, I've never seen him before. And that, like, I understand that. You're being embarrassed by your long lost older brother. I can, I can get on board with that. But then his buddies go away. And now Michael has zero friends and doesn't want to talk to Buddy. And like, if Buddy wasn't there, he would have just walked through Central Park and just gotten wrecked by everyone from school throwing snowballs yeah i mean he would have gotten crushed for sure he would have been like for sure been like straight up bullying like for sure i mean i don't know if it's necessarily targeted bullying i think they were just there like ready to ambush whoever walked through central park no this no they were ambushed you think they were waiting on michael i think they were waiting probably i mean i I don't know maybe maybe michael's not a cool kid uh yeah so the yeah he would have gotten crushed by the snowballs but then buddy comes along and he's way better at that than everybody else as well because than every other human being but ever. he can only make also, 85 think, extra sketches i'm just saying just saying he can only make 85 extra sketches but he makes like 400 in snowballs like a second. in like a second i i didn't it took me to like probably the last the top 50th percentile of watching this movie that you can actually hear him making the snowballs um yeah in the background yeah. and it's like yep and then he throws all of them like a cannon and yeah, and oh my gosh, I don't know what he's doing writing children's novels or children's books at the end. He should absolutely be paying for the New York Yankees. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or heck, or heck, his little brother is a fan of the Jets. They could use somebody that can throw a ball. Yeah, true. I don't know who their quarterback was in 2003, but he probably wasn't good. I'm going to look it up, actually. I don't know, man. Jets haven't been good in a long time. I said he probably wasn't good. I know. When did Big Daddy come out? Adam Sandler was a fan of the Jets in that movie. Actually, I did know that. I was about to say it's Chad Pennington, and I, I somehow I knew that. Um, Vinny Testaverde and Chad Pennington. Huh. No. Chad Pennington was terrible. Was yeah. he? Would he have been very well replaced by a six foot seven man who can throw yeah, 100,000 100 snowballs? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, he was replaced uh, eventually by Brett Favre for one year. So what we're going to do is some lightning round. Okay, so uh, I need like your immediate thoughts on these different things in Elf, and I can't let you think about them, okay? okay. The tree in uh, 30 Rock. The tree in 30? I don't I don't even know what you're talking about. The, what? 30 Rockefeller Center? He's like, look at this tree. Look at this tree. And then she on their date is like, look at this oh. tree. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, okay, 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 I forgot, I forgot. And it's like a garbage tree, it looks terrible. No, I mean, it's not great, but whatever, it's like, it's like her tradition, it's like she, he's into it because she's into Christmas for the first time. Right. He's like all about her. Which Uh, I have a question from, she's, she's pretty. Question from the listeners, why is Miles Finch's best idea about uh, a farm? That one I don't have an answer for, because like, he was definitely going to write the book, is the thing. Like, he was, no, 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 here's the problem, here's why that happens. He was going to write the book. His best idea is not about the farm. One of his ideas is about the farm. The first idea they come okay. to is they are bad writers and they go with the farm idea. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, I mean, they are going with the elf idea, but. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, Miles Finch, man. What a character. Oh, he just comes in there like, uh, I need the car to be at 72 degrees. And 72 he's such degrees. an angry little guy, man. So, an so elf. mad. And he, oh, man. Peter Dinklage is so Dinklage. good, though. Oh. Great, great performance from him. I, and this is before he was like Peter Dinklage. Yeah, you know? he was just, I mean, he was Peter Dinklage. He was one of like three little men in Hollywood. It's like him right. and Vern Troyer. Somebody else, of course. Um, um, you know, Wee Man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not Wee Man. Uh, the, the guy in the mailroom says he's 26 years old. Is that guy 26 Absolutely years old? Absolutely not. <laughs> that guy's in his 50s. 
I'm 26 years old. Yeah, the guy, the guy just drinking the, the, the fifth of whiskey that Buddy thinks is a bottle of maple syrup because his maple syrup comes in airplane bottles. That's right, man. Um, oh, they, and they just get sloshed and sing Christmas tunes to each other. Uh, what's the best way to spread holiday cheer? Uh, singing loud for all to hear. That's exactly right. Oh, what do you hold? Uh, on. I got, got one for you. This thing that they've got about Simon and Garfunkel with the the uh, the New York with the Central New York Park, Park Rangers. Rangers. I thought that was hilarious. The park rangers absolutely hate Santa. <laughs> yeah, they're like, like this is a recurring him. issue. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's in Central Park every year. They're out to get him. And right, oh man, uh, and and they just they just start singing, and it's oh lose lose it every time, man. They start singing, oh, yeah. and like Dirk Lawson's in the bar singing. They're all in the everywhere, everywhere singing. I know, I know. It's, Michael's reading the names on the list, and he's like, Dirk Lawson wants like a massage and somebody to tell him he loves him or whatever. <laughs> People at the bar. What do you think? What do you think of at the end where uh, the girl Charlotte from New York News Five or whatever is like? Like everybody's hitting on her. Do you like what I think was happening there? Was they hired this girl and then they just hired a bunch of improv actors to go yeah, in there and I be like, think you're, say whatever you want." You're probably exactly right. It just make her uncomfortable. Like she is going to be trying to do like a real newscast within yeah. the movie. What What do you think about oh, Santa Claus, man. Charlotte? I just think you're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to let you know, uh, your eyes tell the story. Oh, it's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Oh, it could not be better. Oh, gosh. She wants a Tiffany engagement ring, by the way. Yeah, and for her boyfriend to get off his lazy ass and propose already, or commit already. Ethan, lightning round. What do you want for Christmas? Uh, my two front teeth. Really? That's it? Yep, that's all. I want got, I want um, peace on earth. I don't know. Peace on earth? Yeah. Gifts is a weird thing, man. I want... What do you want? What I do you, want... What do you want to... What, what are you most excited about giving? Um, I mean, I'm not... I can't... I can't give that away. I've got some really cool presents for my girlfriend, and I, she listens to this every single week, so I'm not gonna tell her. <laughs> Me too. Um... Yeah, I want some, uh, I would, I'd have been... Uh, what do you think of the Santa in this movie? The actual Santa? Like, Santa Claus? Like, like, from the North Pole? Yeah. Um, Santa he, Claus, he's cool. Yeah. I think it's a good representation, because he's just kind of like, he even, he, he says the, like, lethal weapon line, like, I'm too old for this. Um, he's, he's just kind of like, <laughs> not down on his luck, Santa, but he's just like, I've had it with this. People don't believe in me yeah. anymore. Oh, man, I'm done. I think he looks good. He looks like real oh, yeah. Santa. I mean, obviously, yeah. like, the whole Santa looking the way Santa does is a Coca-Cola thing, but, yeah, um, yeah, he looks the way you want he Santa looks like Santa Claus for yeah. sure ed asner did a great um, job with it um i thought he was a great santa claus hands down no complaints uh breakfast food on this movie ethan wow that was that was quick i'm just asking i i'm running out of okay. oh what's your favorite color what's your favorite color what's your favorite color whoa 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 out of the elf what's your favorite whoa, color hey hang on a second okay, what is my favorite color is this a listener question it's it a is. listener question it comes i believe also from my cousin that Rachel does Long. come from your cousin rachel long i think um, my favorite color is seafoam green. Seafoam green? Is that because it's the color of your walls? No, it's the other way around. Oh, It's the color of my walls I because it is so. my favorite color. It's honestly, ah. it's because of a, it's because of a Will Ferrell movie. I've just been stuck on the idea ever since I saw Stranger Than Fiction. Ah, oh, Stranger Than Fiction um, so And she talks good. about the, the seafoam green Fender Stratocaster that says, like, you know, if you give me a shot, uh, I rock. It and I've just been too. stuck on that color ever since then. And I still have yet to have a seafoam green Fender Stratocaster, weirdly enough. So that's what you want for... I thought it was a Telecaster. Stratocaster. Oh. Stratocaster is the quintessential guitar of all time. I know. I, yeah. I know, but I thought nope, it was a Telecaster. Stratocaster. Why, wow. yes, these pants are Lycra. Oh, there's another movie where I love the narration, just as a sidebar. What? Strange of Fiction. These pants are Lycra's from... Yeah. When and, does he say no, that? She, she says that. The, the, well, yeah, I mean, she's in the, the guitar store. When they're like, they're talking about oh. the different characters, the different guitars, and it's, it's like a Les Paul uh. with like flames on it. Uh. <laughs> and he goes into the double neck, and she's like, I'm compensating for something. Guess what? <laughs> 
Classic. Oh, which is hilarious. Um, You're not going to ask me what my favorite color is. I That's am. Cool. I was. Cool. We're still talking about my favorite color. Calm down for 30 cool. seconds. What is your favorite color, Tyler? Probably like jack green. Green is on the rise. Uh, yeah, uh, stock and green is up, bro. Stock and green is Blue's up. out. Blue's not out, though. See, blue, uh, here was my thing. In high school, so blue is the answer. In Just high blue. school, we were red and black, and the rival school was blue and gold. But I think red and black clothes looked bad on me, and blue clothes looked good yeah. on me. And I would I would always feel so guilty about wearing blue and gold because that was the rival school, and I put a lot of stock yeah, in the high school rivalry. For sure. And uh, then we went to college where our colors were blue and silver. I already had all these blue clothes. And in college, literally when I would do laundry, I would have lights, darks, blues. <laughs> and like I had so much blue that. stuff. I feel that entirely. Uh, I've, I've always liked blue. But green is definitely on the rise in my uh, in my color stock. Um you know, my, my keyboard has green letters. My the company I work for is green uh, during my the day job. The company I work for during but my also, day job is a very angry red. Uh, no, ours is a very soft. Well, it's not soft Bright green, red. Like a, I mean, all green is pretty soft. Yeah. Um, but I also really like uh, uh, my car's blue. So blue definitely up there. But um, Yo, okay. Uh, so so that's, that's that's my favorite So color. just blue. Just blue. Gener- yeah. not, not, like a, not like a shade? No. Okay. So speaking of shades, I wanted to, to, to – I know we've sidetracked a lot here, but I want to sidetrack real quick. Because you brought up yesterday in a tweet where you were talking about, about Parson Brown, right? In the in yeah. the Winter Wonderland song. And yeah. not five minutes later, I had almost made a tweet about that exact – or five minutes earlier. Made a tweet about that exact line, but I decided I would save this story and embarrass myself on the pod instead of on Twitter. I always embarrass so, myself all So the time. you said that you thought it was Carson Brown, right? Yeah, I was I was So I, I, I got that it was Parson Brown, right? I didn't know what a Parson was. I was like five years old. I thought Parson Brown was a color, like a Crayola color. And that they were they were oh. pretending that he was like skin colored. Oh. And I just had this really weird image in my head of like a like a like a flesh colored snowman. Interesting. Which was terrifying. No, Parson means a member of the clergy. Yeah, no, I had no idea. But I thought I thought Parson Brown was a color. It was just like and it's like you have I, you have wood brown and brown and parson brown. It was like a light brown. Oh, see now that you're even saying it, parson brown to me is a very dark brown. No, no, no. It was like it's like a like skin color. No, it's like the color of a cross, like a wooden cross. You're you're just saying that because you knew it was clergy. Yeah, Correct. but I didn't know it was clergy. I just thought it was. I had no idea what that meant. I didn't know what a parson was, and I thought it was weird that they, I didn't get it. I thought that it was weird that they were saying like that he said, "Are you married?" I thought that he was like trying to like, get with one of the kids. It was so strange. Well, it turns out it's parson brown. Parson, he can perform yeah, the he wedding. Yeah, him to get That's married. That's the that's the idea. Ethan, I've got a, another lightning round question for you, but it's going to be a, a answer you should need to think about, but you're not going to get to think okay. about. Uh, Ethan, what do you say to someone in, in their late 20s who's never seen either of these movies? Uh, what have they missed? And should they drop everything right now and watch Yeah, them? you should drop everything you're doing right now. It's it's December 12th and watch Elf. You have like tw- 15, 13 days. What about Polar Express? Meh. 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 You, you, you can, can live without it. it. There are lots of other great Christmas movies. There are, there are dozens of Christmas movies. Well, not dozens. There are dozens of Christmas movies that are better than Polar Express. There, I could think of at least five Christmas movies off the top of my head I would rather watch than Elf. Yeah, that's that's the last of my questions for you, Ethan. Fair enough. I'm, I'm how do to, you how do you break fast this, to, this movie? Because I did the last like five. To, okay, you just have these good ideas, man. Out of nowhere. I know. I know. I don't know where they come from. Um, I have an idea on this one as well, but I'm curious as to what okay, you said. Okay, I'll give me one second. I'm just I'm I'm running through the the like thing real quick to make sure we didn't miss anything uh, like important. Like, I don't know. Is there some like theme we're supposed to get out of Elf other than the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear? See what I think. It it is is at my parents house it's not a meal per se but if the best way to spread holiday cheer is by singing loud for all to hear that means it's about more than one sense right you got to hear it you got to feel it you got to believe it, you got to be right. it so for me we uh in, in roanoke you can get this coffee called rowdy rowdy rudolph, rudolph. um 
And when you brew it, it smells like Christmas and it spreads holiday cheer. And that is always brewing at my parents' house the morning of Christmas, which in the past was before Christmas, but is now Christmas right. Day. But anyway, so that to me is what For I categorize sure. it as, is that the smell of that special Christmas flavored Can you coffee. still get Rowdy Rudolph? You can, but you can't get it downtown. You got to get it by B-Dubs. Okay, that's that's great. That's near my parents' house. I'm going to I'm gonna get yeah. some Rowdy Rudolph this year. Yeah, yeah, do it. They probably have it right now when that's, you're in town. That was my plan, days. was to get it and then bring some back for Kate hey. and I have Christmas with. So uh, let's let's do a breakfast food for this one. I, I know. I thought I just did. Did you? No. That's the Brady Rudolph coffee. What? It's Brady Rudolph coffee. That was your breakfast food? Uh, No. Par- not. That's well, I mean, not that's it. not the question you answered, though. That was what I was answering, was this movie, if the best way to spread holiday cheer is sing aloud for all to hear, then it's within, like, it's it's part of the greater amount of senses. So what, to me, spreads holiday cheer is the smell okay. I mean, I, I get what you're saying now, but, like, you didn't answer the question I asked then. Oh. Well, which was, was hang on, is there, like, a theme that we're supposed to get out of this movie? Because we did a theme for Polar Express. And you just start talking about coffee. Well, no, I said the theme is that the best no, way I to spread holiday that. cheer. I said that. Right, and then I reiterate. Right, but you didn't say it was your breakfast food. Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> Ethan, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you, what is your breakfast food? I just feel like I feel like the great breakfast food for this. When I think about Christmas, I think about the smell of a cup of Rowdy Rudolph coffee. You know, my parents always used to brew it every single Christmas. No, I'm kidding. I'm just stealing <laughs> your thing. Oh God, I don't. I know. mean, is it is it like the the breakfast casserole on Christmas morning? Because I don't know that it is. I think it's it's lighter than that. Well, no, because you know I'm just I'm saying? struggling it's... to remember like what we used to eat on Christmas breakfast because we haven't done Christmas breakfast in a few years. Well, and it was so like I think like a lot of my Christmas breakfasts are traditional and not as jovial. Right, like my, my breakfast on Christmas for the last few years has been like especially the, pop tarts. What? No, 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 no. But it's been like because <laughs> because well, um, the past couple of years, mom's worked on Christmas morning. Um, right. So, yeah. Really? So she she runs a group home for um, people with a mental disability. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they do like a full ass Christmas because they have like the approximate mental ages of like you know ten year olds. So they right. they're still they still believe in Santa Claus like at age sixty. Um, right. So she goes and like opens presents with them and does like the whole Christmas thing with them. Like she cooks them a Christmas breakfast and 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 goes and, and does presents so she can give her staff Christmas morning off. Huh. Yeah. Um. And so like and, and I'm not like upset about it like but so it's just been me and dad making breakfast the past couple years so it's just like we eat bacon and eggs but this movie isn't bacon no no obviously not so that's what i'm saying it's like i'm struggling to remember what a a, like quintessential christmas breakfast entails i don't know maybe it's a sourdough santa i don't know if it's a sourdough santa because sourdough santa well maybe i don't i I think you underestimate how much i love sourdough bread sourdough santa is a great thing i i'm i'm certain that i'm like wrong about the kind of bread that sourdough santa is and i'm gonna get a call from my grandmother and she's gonna be like all of these years you thought it was sourdough (laughs) (laughs) it's jewish rye Tyla. <laughs> not that grandmother. <laughs> oh, we never talked about Hanukkah. I meant to do that. That's why I said happy holidays at the beginning. So we're recording this on the first day of Hanukkah. So real quick, happy oh, Hanukkah for anybody who listens and celebrates Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. It's festival of lights. Um, yep. Uh, I mean, let's I'm, see. I'm, I'm, trying with, to think I'm of... with your coffee thing. I get it. You got coffee that smells like Christmas and like that, sm- that feels cheery to you. I'm with it. I mean, I hate that you keep coming up with the breakfast foods, but you're really good at it. I know. I also think of it as like, it's almost like the whipped cream and the marshmallows that go in your hot cocoa oh yeah it's definitely it's definitely got something to do with hot cocoa it's it's a feel-good movie but not in like a it's a wonderful life feel-good movie where you like weep at the end it's like it's just a good time i will say i watched this movie while drinking red wine and i haven't drank red wine in a long time and like like a reasonable amount of red wine and like a good red wine and i was bawling at the end (laughs) maybe elf is a bottle of merlot for maybe it is i don't know about that you put (laughs) that you know what it is it's maple syrup in coffee that's probably what you ever put maple syrup in coffee i have not i'm gonna try it tomorrow uh, morning. yeah you, you might just 
but you need something like real maple syrup that comes in an airplane bottle. Listen, Ethan, I have a home in Vermont. We have a Canadian ambassador on this podcast. Yeah. I have real I'll be maple honest with syrup. you. I don't particularly like real maple syrup. No, it's not nearly as good as Miss yeah. Butterworth's. Maybe on like on like like a like a fancy like brioche French toast, like with, with some French with some toast. wheat. I feel like that comes up a lot. With some here. wheat germ on it. <laughs> Like something like sophisticated mm-hmm. has maple syrup. But like if I'm eating some egos, I want I <laughs> want great value non sugar free syrup, zero <laughs> percent maple. I want yeah. pancake syrup. <laughs> and Natasha, okay. I am so uh, sorry. Sorry about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's maple service. syrup and coffee. That's what I'm calling it. Maple syrup and, and coffee. And you can take, take that, that to mean whatever you want. Whatever uh, kind of maple syrup floats your boat. Uh, whether whether it Power be rankings. Uh, maple syrup from vermont maple syrup from canada maple syrup from walmart or liquor apparently festive festive power rankings here festive we go power rankings uh, number, number one elf number, one, number two the elf. polar express <laughs> the are end. we putting these in with uh no, no? this is an annual okay, power annual ranking. power ranking. either ties festive power ranking we'll do it for holiday any kind of holiday movies we do okay for all those easter or films like we if watch. we do boondock saints for <laughs> st patrick's or, day or independence, independence day. day um independence day um, better than elf calling it i, I don't know calling it. definitely really better than the polar express <laughs> oh man um, okay um so that's that, that. You know, guys, thanks for everything you've done for us this year. It's been incredible to start this podcast here up at the end of the year. Um, we got a lot of great things coming in 2018. A lot of great movies to talk about. We're gifted with with three Marvel movies next year. Three yep. Marvel movies. And we're gifted with Ready Player One and, and Harry uh, Potter. More Star and Wars. One, well, Star Wars is this year. Well, there's going to be another one next year. It's Han Solo, right? Okay. It's a real Star Wars this year. Wow. Rogue One doesn't count. Well, we're going to review That's it. It's fine, but it doesn't count. It's wait. not a real Star Wars movie. Gotcha. It's like it's not a part of one of the trilogies. Yeah, Solo's going to be cool. Does it come out next year? I don't no idea. Know. Anyway, we got a new Harry Potter next year. Well, a new Fantastic mm-hmm. Beasts. I guess it's, you can. It's not technically a Harry Potter movie. Um, I imagine we'll be doing those movies at some point next year. We're probably not going to be able to get away from it. No, we're really excited about. I Harry am Potter. really excited about Harry Potter. I'm like I'm jonesing. I love those movies. Uh, but we got a lot of great things coming in 2018. So thank you guys for sticking around. This will be the last time you hear Tyler before the new year. No, won't be the last time before the new year. No, because no, it won't even be the last time before. Well, it'll be the last time until Christmas right, Day. Right. Okay. Well, it'll be. Yeah, you'll hear Tyler two more times before the new year. Uh, yeah. Because we have an episode. But next week you'll hear Benjamin. Yes. Did we say that already? Yeah. Next week we'll have Ben Carlin on the show. One of the Super Carlin brothers. We're going to talk about The Last Jedi. It's going to be yep. super exciting. Yep. I'm a little bit jealous that I don't get to be a part of it. But we will actually revisit Last Jedi when we do the whole Star yep. Wars It'll series, be awesome. So. Um, and then we'll have... Uh, something going on the week after we're gonna it's actually gonna be a listener vote we're gonna go back into the uh facebook group we might put a poll out of a few movies we have in mind and we might just open it up to so anything, if you want to so. have a say in what the next movie we do after the last jedi is head on over to the facebook group become a member um and get your voice heard heard and out there and we will talk about whatever movie you guys want it's gonna be awesome yeah and then we'll we'll uh, hop back into marvel shortly yeah for a good while we love yep. marvel so for, we're for very six more movies and then eventually Infinity War. And then eventually Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp. But those those will come later. But we will be we'll done with Marvel by February eighteenth, twentieth? Whenever down. Black Panther comes out. The yeah, following the following Thursday, Thursday after Black Panther comes out, we will be done with Marvel for a while. But thanks guys so much for listening. You got any last thoughts, Tyler? I do not. Okay. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Feliz New Year. Um, you know, have fun with your New Year's resolutions. We'll we'll get more on that later. Eat, drink, and be, be married. Ma- eat, drink, and get married. That's you get, right. Oh, that you'll be married cool. in in like th- four days. I know, three, three days. days. Uh, right now, as of twelve okay, three a.m. I have not gone to bed yet. Uh, 
But yeah, for three days, man. Wooza. Wild. I'm excited. I'm excited to see you guys getting married. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, All right. Until next week. Arriva Dirty. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Woo! <laughs>